number one is passive stocks. You can do index, mutual, ETFs. You get into it early. And then at one point in your life, you can take about 3 to 4% out of it every year. All right, guys, welcome back to How I Talk. I am your host, Chris Jones. And I am your host, too. He, likes to, he wants to say I'm not a host. That's what I am. I am a host. I am the hostess with the mostest. Hey, that's that's John Oliver. Did you catch him out? You know? Hey, but I am glad to be here with you guys today. I'm looking forward, excited. We're coming to you again live from the hub. This is the hub, baby. This is where it all happens. This is where the magic goes down. And he is here with me today. You noticed, I didn't say I was here with him, but he is here with me today. I'm going to start the show if you didn't know already. <laughs> he is here with me today in the hub where we're here making this thing happen. And I am excited about what we're going to do today. We're going to be talking about entrepreneurship. And isn't that it? From nine to five, baby. If you want to turn your nine to five into something that makes you money and to become an entrepreneur. And that is, did I get it right? That's pretty much it. That's You're right it. On. You're right on. So before we get into it, as always, we, we want to do a little bit of housekeeping. So go ahead and uh, click the like button, subscribe, notify, share with other people, drop your comments below. If you agree, if you disagree, even better. We would love to hear your feedback. And uh, of course, you, maybe you can align other people as well. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into it. You're nine to five, right? Uh, we call that, in other words, the rat race, the nine to five. Uh, nine to five is a great thing, uh, by all means, but if you're looking to get out of the nine to five and moving from the rat race into entrepreneurship, the question today at hand is how do you do that? How do you really transition from the nine to five? A lot of people like it, but some people don't. Uh, Tim, at what age did you get out of the nine to five? I've always been in it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've it. always had to get in the rat race at some point or another, but you know what? I'll tell you this. Uh, I transferred to entrepreneurship very early in my life. Matter of fact, let me tell you the story. Let me tell you the story. It's a good story. My uncle, I was riding in the car with my uncle, and I, my uncle was telling me, hey, at some point, you know, you want to be able to do your own thing, be a business owner. He was talking to me about being an entrepreneur. Now, he said, one of the things he said to me that struck me, he says, there's money all around you. You just don't know how to get it. And I was like, man, and he said, while we were driving down the road, listen, there's a house right there. If you mow it, there's money. You can get money that way. That was an example he gave me. And that just hit home with me. That hit, that hit home and that said, struck my heart. And I was like, hey, you know what? He's right. There's all kinds of ways to make money. And you just got to be willing to go out there and try and to be willing to go out there and do it. And a lot of people are not willing to fail. That's the main problem. They're afraid to fail. If you're not afraid to fail, you got to go out there and try. The entrepreneur will tell you, I fail all the time. You just cannot go and say, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and this one thing is going to work for me. It's going to be the magic pill. Hey, trust me. You're going to go through several iterations, several things. It's not going to be just one thing. It's tough. It's not easy. 
I'll tell you that it's not easy because you got to wear so many hats, do so many different things. But guess what? Let me tell you this. It is possible. You got to find something that works for you. And so that's the key, though. You got to find something that works for you. And I would say use your nine to five to leverage it to get where you want to be. If that's where you want to be in entrepreneurship. But entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Owning a business is not for everyone. It's better if some people just get a check uh, every two weeks or every week, however you get your check. It's better for some people to do that. They can budget better. They can do things that, hey, this, this works for them. Entrepreneurship pushes you past just simply grabbing a check. You are now trying to provide for others because you will if they start to work for you, that type of thing. So you'll go beyond and everybody can't handle that. They can't handle the rigors that it takes for that. So some people, hey, it's good nine to five. There's nothing wrong with a nine to five. That's where you're at. Hey, stay where you're at. Don't try to get out of your box. But for those who want to get beyond that and do something different, it can be done. But I will tell you the first thing you got to do, very first thing, is you got to find the right business for you. I don't know what he's going to tell you. He's looking at my notes. I don't need his notes. You got to find the right business for you. And what I mean by that, you got to find something that works for you. Let me let me give you another story. I got some stories for you. I he ain't gave you nothing yet, but you know what? He's I'm rolling. I'm rolling for you. This is what I do. I help you, baby. I help you. I'm rolling. Now, listen. The first thing I had to do was you had to find something that's right for you. I, I tried different types of businesses. I tried different ones, and what I noticed was that you got to find something that hits your market. What I mean by that, that's right for you. You got to find um, something that works within your schedule, your time frames, the time that you can do your business. You got to find something that works with your personality and who you are. For example, for me, one of the businesses that, that began to work well was in landscape. And the reason that worked well for me is because my nine to five was thinking all the time. I was uh, having to be management, thinking, engineering type stuff. So I was doing that all the time with my brain. So I didn't want something that I would have to think about. I wanted something I could manually do, something that was labor, manual, and it helped uh, to get stress off type deal. So I, I went in that arena and it was something I could do on a, a weekend. I could do before or after work, things of that nature. It fit right in the time frames. And it fit right in what I needed for me at that time. And so it fit right in the comfort for me. And so that's where you got to find the right type of business for you that you would know about. One that you would know about. I think it was Warren Buffett says, don't get into a business you don't even know about. So it's not going to help you. I think Warren Buffett says, you got to stick with what you know. So don't go getting into something you don't know anything about. You want to find something that's in your wheelhouse that you know about, that's right for you, that sits in your time frames, time uh, arenas in which you're available. Because remember, you're nine to five right now. You're working a full-time job. So you got to work around your job to get this thing going. And a lot of people want to quit their jobs before they got the thing going. But you got to find what's right for you to right off the bat to start with. Now, I'm telling you, that's my first point. Let's see what clever, clever beaver over here got. Beaver Cleaver guy. Let's see what he got. Come on, Beaver Cleaver. Let's see. 
Come on now. What do well, you guys, what do I have? You know, he gave you some great insight, but I'm going to give you That's point a, little, a, little, a little bit better, a little bit more detail, a little bit more actionable. And see, he's looking at my notes, see, because I know what I'm saying is good. See, I know the nine to five guys is where the short term money is. Uh, that's no knock. I just think nine to five is short term, but 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. is where the long term wealth is. If you want to build something outside of nine to five, you have to really put in the hours and things like that. And alluding to your point, I agree. You got to find something that you like, something that is your niche, something that works for you. Unfortunately, the part, the point is that a lot of people in the nine to five get caught up in that. And they also get caught up in a lifestyle of inflation. So they're not able to do the other things such as 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. working on their craft. They're too busy trying to live a certain type of lifestyle. What, the, what happens when that occurs? When you get into more, more long-term debt, debt is really something that will hold you back from moving you forward. Debt will really hold you back. You're getting in these cars, you get into these homes that you can't afford, you get boats, you get all these other things you can't afford. And instead of having delayed gratification, you want to go get other things that make you look a certain way or a certain lifestyle. I would talk to people within their twenties. This is what holds them back. They don't have the money that they get from nine to five to reinvest in themselves, to go build a business or reinvest in themselves to make them better and create more skills to make more money. See, that's the goal. You can make more money in nine to five with more skills or the money that you make from nine to five, you budget it well. And then from there you can grow a business and something that you feel like caters to you or, or really hits your heart, strikes your heart. Something like that. See, your heart. Yeah. If you do something like that, you know, play the violin right now. Anyways, anything that you do, if you can find what to do outside of nine to five, put the money towards it. He wants to talk, so let him go ahead and talk. That's my <laughs> point one. That was just like You know what? That, that's all good. You know, he's saying you got to be out of debt. Not, but I'm going to tell you, you don't have to be out there. I'm going to tell you why. I said not a lot of that. Yeah, I said whatever. not putting a lot of that lifestyle inflation. Lifestyle inflation, you know, we have those issues. The reason you're going to this out of, out of scope of nine to five is because you are inflated with your lifestyle. So, yeah, you're going outside, you're looking for more. But here, the right business, you got to find the right business. You've got to also have determine whether or not you have a certain educational level you need for what you're doing. Does it require certificates? Does it require a certain knowledge? Well, you need to determine that. Okay. Okay. Let's say I pick my business. Okay. Does that business require certification? If it does, you need them. Does that business require additional education? If it does, you need to grab it. So while you're in your nine to five, you need to be going to get yourself educated. You need to be going to get yourself certified. Let your business, let your, where you're working now, pay for all of that. See, it's, it's going to now supplement and pay for what you're trying to get to later. But see, did you see what he said there, guys? You said a good point, but you're basically saying what I said. How are you going to supplement that? You need money. You which need means money. a budget, which means you can't be in debt. Because in debt, that will take your money. If you got a $500 car payment, $500 could have been used to build your business. First of all, you're probably already two, in debt. Hold on, hold on. Yes, you can be, but don't, you're already don't, don't continue to make more errors. Don't mentally get yourself in more debt because you think that this is the way I should be. So, so no, that's no, our debt it. show. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that's <not> the <laughs> debt show. Number two is, is that whenever you put yourself in a position of more debt, what does that mean? When you try to go get That's a business idea, line of credit or when you try to go get other things related to your business, you may get one, disapproved. So you won't get approved. Two, you may get an interest rate that is not 
you know, uh, beneficial towards you. So you're getting screwed left and right, getting credit cards that are through the roof. So yes, it does play a part and puts you on the right step forward, guys. So please listen to me. I'm putting you forward in the right way. Again, it's some, some information to consider, um, but you know, you're probably already in debt. So you're going, hey, I, how can I make more money? Hey, I'm telling you right now, of course, you got to stop all the debt. Of course, what he said, we got to, we'll get a debt show for you, not a problem. But one of the things is finding your right business, determine if you need any education or certification required for your business. And if they do, you need to be getting all of this stuff while you're doing your nine to five. And number three, you need to start planning. Make your plan. Now, you got to be making this plan. And while you're making this plan, here's the other key. Your plan cannot be in your head. If your plan is in your head, you have no plan. Listen to me. If your plan is in your head, you have no plan. If your plan is something you talk about, you have no plan. Until your plan is written down, typed up on a sheet of paper, in your computer, on a notepad, whatever you want to call it, you don't have a plan. It's only a dream. That's all it is. So a lot of people mistake a dream for a plan. And a dream is not a plan. That's all it is, is a dream. If you tell me about it and don't have it written down, it's a dream. Be careful to who you tell, because if you tell it to a small idea, that's the best way to kill a big, big idea. Tell it to a small mind. Somebody will try to, uh, you know, suck you out of doing something that you want to do that you feel like can really take you to the next level because they don't see themselves doing that. So. Right. I would agree with that. Whenever you tell your plan to people or what your, your ideals, your dream, be uh, make sure you understand that people will shoot it down. It's like you are going out to the range to shoot and they tell you pull and the disc goes in there, you shoot it. That's what you're doing with your plan. It's like people are waiting. What's your plan? That's your idea. Boom! I'm going to knock it out of there. They'll tell you why it can't be done. They'll give you all the reasons. And sometimes that's good information. It'll help you to develop your plan even better. So you might want those at the very beginning of your plan so that you can write them down and mitigate or find a way to get around these what may be things that are caused or hindrance in your, in your plan. So you might want those at the very beginning. But some people, it discourages, and it causes them to get down and never do the plan. But you can't get discouraged. You can't get down over what other people think or do because they themselves are not doing it. A lot of times, the people who are holding the gun, shooting your ideas down, they're not doing anything themselves because people who are doing things, they'll tell you, well, here's how you can get around it. They'll encourage you to go forward. See, people who's doing it, they'll be saying, hey, man, it can be done. All you got to do is X, Y, Z. All you got to do is try this. All you got to do is get around because they know it's many obstacles are going to come along the way when you try to do something on your own by yourself. This is how it works. And so while you're developing the right business, getting your education and certificate, developing your plan, find your target audience. What is your target? That's point three for you, right? That's point four. All right. Point four. four. See, look, he done ran away. Four. He's on, he went from two to four that quick. Two to four. So I'm, 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 I'm on number two, guys. So here we go. Let me give you some more game. This is what you should do, guys. You need to finesse the company the way the company finesses you. They finesse you. You need to finesse them. How do they finesse you? Well, 
they're going to make sure they run you as far as working until you can't work no more. They're going to work you for every single dollar that you are paid for. Whatever your salary is, they're going to run you dry. This is true, right? For that 50000 100000 whatever they're paying you, they're going to make sure they get every single dime out of you, okay? So make sure that the way they finesse you and that remember that if they get rid of you or if you were to die, they will replace you just as quick before you even get buried. They will find somebody to replace you that quick. So what should you do? You should be using them the way that they use you. How do you do that? You get a 401k. If they match you, match. If they match you, put your money in and get the free match. That's how you finesse, right? Use it. But a lot of people don't want to do 401k. They don't know what a 401k is. If you do this early, you create compound interest, the eighth wonder of the world. You do that immediately with the 401k. What do you do? You get a Roth RA. Why is it the benefits? Because when you're 56, 65, whatever it is, you take it out. Listen to me. Oh. You can use that money tax-free. It's tax-free money. That's These real. are dead financial oh, programs. Listen, look, this is part of the play to make more money. Entrepreneurship is financial freedom. See? It all works. It's oh. all big circle, tunnel things, how you can create yourself to use this money. It's just another pot. So you do that, right? The other thing that you can do is that he talked about certifications in school and things like that. I'll tell you something that I did. I stayed at the job I was at. I could have gone and worked somewhere else and made more money. Yes, that was fine. But it was also a plan, being actionable. Like he also said, you got to be actionable. I was planning to get my master's, but I used the company I worked for to get free schooling. I didn't pay a dime out of it. Maybe one, maybe two classes, but majority of it was, 90% of it was paid through my company. Use the company the way the company uses you. You get the benefit too. It's a skill that you've acquired. You have a master's degree. You have another certification, whatever the case may be, in whatever lane you're in. Now you can go use that to go to another nine to five to make more money. The more money you make, the more money you have as far as retainage that you can use to the business you want to do or to more of a Roth IRA or to a 401k or a HSA account. Whatever you want to do, you can put in these other pots of money to grow, to create compound interest. Now that they've grown, you can talk about creating a business. But then we'll talk about other ways that you can make some more money. That's my point three, but I'll let you go. That was a so, good one, guys. That was good. So since we detoured off of financial responsibilities and debt, we let him talk about that. I'm trying to get you a business, and you can't get it with just financial responsibilities. Hey, listen, I'm going to get you It's not business. just entrepreneurship. I'm going to get you a business. financial freedom. Guys. Yes, that's another topic. But I'm going to get you a business. You stick with me, I'll get you a business. What did I tell you? Find the right business. That's the first thing. Number two, determine if you need any education or certification. Number two, you got to determine that. Number three, get your plan down. And if part of your plan is some of the things he said, which is work the company, get your degree, let them pay for it, that's part of your plan. Make sure you put that down. Say, hey, I'm going to use the company this way where I'm working at to help me to get to this point that I want to be at. So you got to have a plan and know and start to begin to operate and plan your plan. Number four was find your target audience. Do you know who your target is when you have your business? That should be part of your plan as well. You should know, hey, you know what? My target audience is X, Y, Z. For example, let me give you another story. When I was doing I told you about the landscaping. I made my target audience a certain thing. So here's what my target audience. I said, I'm not going to target the big businesses like Walmart, Target. I'm not going to target the large one. I said, you know what? Make my target audience the small uh, businesses like a Sonic. 
uh, a good year. These individuals, jack in the box, make that my target audience. I said, that's going to be my market. That's going to be my target. And that's what I aimed and planned for. So I plan to go after those and say, hey, I want these for specific reasons that met having the right business, what you want to do. So what I'm saying is you need to say, who will be my target when I get there? Now, that target may change as your business develops, your business grows. You may initially start out with that and say, you know what? We're bigger now. We can handle, uh, let's say, a Walmart or a Target. But you may not be able to handle that initially. And if you can't, you got to find what audience will my business cater to and will my business work for? And that's who you need to target. And with that, I would say your next one is you need to start networking and selling. You got to network. And you're going to have to network with people who are in that business. You got to network with people who are wanting that product or what that service or whatever it is you're offering. That has to be your network and finding who has it. And that's who you're selling and, and laying your marketing out to. So you got to network, sell, and market right now. So then you're networking, selling, marketing. Uh, I would say marketing is a little separate one. We'll go back to that. But let's say networking, and selling. You're networking and selling your business, your product, your service, whatever it is. And that may be in uh, areas and arenas in which that are people that are doing other things. You may be networking and selling in those areas, trying to get a connection or your foot in the door so that you'll be able to expand your business. This your is constant workshop. This is what we're in right now, guys. Come on. Yeah, you, that's right. You're yeah. constantly selling your product. Whether you believe it or not, you're constantly selling and, and, and networking your product. And you will have to do that all the time because <clears throat> as, as it's like an airport. I'm going to give it like to the airport. Airport have planes come in and then they have planes take off. Planes come in and planes take off. You know why? They keep the airport moving, coming in, taking off. Your business is going to be the same way. You're going to have things come in. You're going to think it's great. You think they're going to land and stay there forever. They're not. They're not. They're going to eventually turn, take off. Well, guess what? You need another plane coming in. And you need another plane coming in. Is this income and you're gonna talking about? No, it, not this, only income, yeah. but you're going to need um, um, income of customers. Whatever you're marketing, um, whatever it is that you're trying to obtain or receive, and and if it's customers, so you're gonna need customers that. constantly flying into your airport because if they don't, you're gonna have customers flying out. They always flying out. I don't care who they are. Think about how how many times you changed insurance. How many times have you changed shopping at Walmart, went to Target? How many times you changed different Products. car brand product? You know why? Because you were there, flew in. And then the next thing you did flew out. How many brands of, of uh, underarm deodorant you changed over the years? I mean, toothpaste different. You, you know why? But, you fly in, fly out. But That's see, the way it works. See, but you're saying a good point. And I think we're speaking the same lingo in a different way. He's talking about building a business. And I'm giving you other aspects of uh, retaining the business, too, because what you're saying is income and outflow, right, of losing, retaining customers or getting customers, losing customers. Okay, it sounds like cash flow to me. Understanding, and you got to have a budget. You got to understand that. And going back to your point is that you're talking about, you know, making income and, and things of that nature. Well, 
a person that's trying to go from nine to five to financial freedom or entrepreneurship, however we want to define this, they have to be under being able to understand a personal budget. Because if you go from not being able to understand personal budgeting and then you go over to entrepreneurship, it ain't gonna all of a sudden change. If you can't do it in your personal life, you ain't gonna be able to do an entrepreneurship when you build a business. Wait, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree. The reason I'm gonna disagree with this about the personal is because in your business, you guys can go and hire an accountant or a CPA to handle all of that for you. So you can have you can have someone that can say, hey, how, how do you know let me set able... this up for you okay. now? So, so I, what I'm saying is that you can get around that, even though you may not have the best skill set. How many people person. actually do that? Not, not, not a lot. I'm not, not saying, a lot. I'm not, not saying that people do it, but I'm saying but it's available to it's you. It's available, but a lot of people don't do that, which is good. Yeah. It's available. Number one cause of business is failing is because they don't understand cash flow. Like, they do not understand their budget. And I think if you were to really look at their personal budgeting, it is not good because if you look as an investor and i know your personal budget is good i'm a little weary about investing in you because how i know in a business you're going to be able to understand the fun the fundamentals of or the option could be we're going to set up as an accountant we're going to set up accounting and money and things like that but if you're going to own the business you can still pull the money anytime you want it's your money accountant may tell you guess what you're, you're creeping up being negative what you're going to do okay whatever I think I got an understanding of the money, but you don't listen to your accountant. Listening and actually taking actions is two different things. And then also being understanding of, you know, what are, where are my areas that I'm weak in? But I'm not going to get on that too long. Let me talk about my next point because he's just been talking in my ear all day. I'm not used to being right next to this uh, guy. Uh, I like being uh, on the computer a little way, a little distance. So let me talk about financial freedom, the other thing. Entrepreneurship is one thing in creating a business, but the other thing is you can also create financial freedom or residual income or passive income, however you want to state it, uh, without, actually, yes, without actually having a, a, you know, lift a fingertip. In a way, it may not be passive, but the things I'm going to say is, well, one is passive stocks. You can do index, mutual, ETFs, you get into it early. And then at one point in your life, you can take about 3 to 4% out of it every year. Hey, what people do. Uh, now we're going to so give you a disclaimer. I'm going to give you a disclaimer. Sure, go ahead. A disclaimer, don't mess with stocks. You got to know that stuff. And most people don't know that stuff. Okay, so, okay, guys. Disclaimer. Disclaimer, yes, but he's talking about individual stocks. Yes. Individual. And then I said ETFs, index, mutuals. These are the things where you're in a whole bunch of companies, right? And the return, if you do an S&P 500 year over year, average return over the past 50 years has been somewhere between 8 to 10%. That's a good way to go. Do index, do mutual, do those things. I didn't say individual stock picking because that's few and far that actually make money. in it. Right. It's not the way to go. Do index, keep it simple. It ain't sexy, but remember, sexy don't always mean make multi-million dollars. That's not what it means. Mm -hmm. The other thing is real estate. You can get into real estate and create a real estate portfolio. Next thing you know, because of your nine to five, you've been saving every year forty, fifty thousand dollars putting ten to twenty percent down on a home. Next thing you know, after five years, you got five homes. Five homes, if you can make a thousand dollar profit every month from one home, that's five thousand dollars a month. One thousand times five homes. Now you have five thousand dollars a month you're making. Times 12, which is now 60,000. That is considered somewhat of a salary. Some people be, may be making less than that. The average salary in America is 50,000, somewhere along those lines. So now you got five months, you can make 60,000 just from homes. That's just one area to make more money. Could you sit down entrepreneurship? Yes, you could. There's different ways to do this. At the same time, of course, is uh, working on your side hustle, which is what he's talking about. 
is building a business. So building a business is the way to go. You know what I mean? That is the way that you can make some money is building a business. So that's, that's, that's all I have to say about it is side hustle, real estate, stocks, create financial freedom. But you, he's teaching you how to earn money, which is no. I'm teaching you how to create a business. Yes, create a business. How to be earn your money, earn money. I'm showing you earn money, but I'm also trying to teach you financial freedom. And the only way to do that, you got to earn, you got to save, you got to invest, and you got to leverage it. You got to know all these components because if you can make a lot of money, I know a lot of people. There was a report that said millennials that are making a hundred thousand or more are still living paycheck to paycheck. I think it was like 60, 70 percent. It was a whole bunch of. So you can make more money than the average person. You could still be broke. You can make all the money in the world, but you need to understand how to utilize it. Listen, last thing I'm going to tell you is how to market. It's a free game. Market. It's a good game. Got you got to market this business. Yeah. This right business that you find the right business for you. You educated, certified. You made your plan. You found out your target audience. You begin to network and sell your, your business. Five and lastly, market. You got to market your business now. That, that's one thing that a lot of people seem to forget or a lot of times they don't want to spend the money to market their business. They were going, I don't have the funds. But if you don't have the funds to market, you got to understand you won't get any planes coming in. That's how you get the planes coming in by marketing. And your market can be different ways. I don't know. You have to find out what works for your business. And if it's word of mouth, that's a marketing mechanism. And if yours is word of mouth, then okay, how do you generate word of mouth? Is it Facebook? Well, then okay, do fake TikTok. Uh, Instagram, whatever you decide, you got to find a way to get your business out there and seen. If it's a newspaper, you say that's antiquated. Hey, some things work in a newspaper. You got to, is it a magazine? Is it, yeah, is it science? But these are just examples of ways. Is it just business cards I'm going to hand out? Is it, hey, I'm going to just go and put flyers on cards. This is how I'm going to get my customers. You have to figure that out. Where is your market, your target argument? How do I get to them? How do I get my information to them so they can see my business and my products? So that's what you got to figure out. Those are my tips for you. And I know they will work if you put them into action. I do have to say, though, that, what it, that was small. You say it's ingenious. What I said was really it was good. Cool. What he said was very good, too. But <laughs> I was, like that, I was I'm giving you awesome. a lot of ways to look at it. There's a lot more ways than just creating a business to get out of the nine to five or create some more income that comes to you. So understand Compound interest. That's what I'm saying. Hey, I'll give you another financial guru. I'll give you that later. But I just gave you the business. And I'll correct and verify all the whatever. Get all that right. Let me tell you this. On the next topic. He says something else. But don't quit your nine. Some of y'all be quitting y'all. Yeah, quit too early. You quit too early. Let me tell you, hey, this is how you know when you can quit. You can quit when you can get 10% of your income that you got from your business from sales. Say it one more time. Sorry about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. 10% of your income from sales. So let's say you have a business. Uh, let's say you're working nine to five. Let me give you an example. You're working nine to five and you make $50,000. Well, you need at least 500000 in sales from your business to quit your job. That's a 10%. And that, that would make you feel safer. Now, you said 500000 in sales? 500000 in sales. So you need... Uh, 10% of that is 50000 That would be your, your salary your percentage that you would get take, uh, take home. So what I'm saying to you is you need in sales, and you have your sales times 10%, that should be equivalent to your salary, then quit. Now, remember, 
you, you're getting now 50,000 from a business, 50,000 from your income that you're working nine to five and you drop one of them, you $50,000 less. It's going to hurt a little bit. But if you go into your business, now you have an opportunity to blow that thing up even more because you're devoting full time to it now. Instead of nine to five to 50,000 over here, you're investing in your business now. So your business should, should grow even more exponentially from when you were just investing part-time, now you're investing full-time plus part-time. So your business should move even more. Hey, that's just my advice. Well, I think it's the track record too. You gotta look at a couple of years too. You know, not year one or year two. Yeah. You gotta look at three, four, make sure it's sustainable because sustainable. In the first couple of years, you think you are gravy and there's gonna be some low times, but you gotta make sure this is something that's sustainable. I have a history of at least a couple of three, four or five years where I'm like, okay, I've done it enough where I really have proven to myself that I can make this amount of money on yep. sales and income as well. So, yeah. Well, right. So that's, those are my advice. Take it for what it's worth. It's all just a penny. It's free, baby. Take it, use it how you want. Well, this is how I talk. I mean, we talk different, but uh, I think you probably like my stuff a little bit better. But that's it, guys. We'll see you later. <laughs>